Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, September 22nd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Jaya Joyce. Here's What's What in the Tri-State. The legal battle between Yeshiva University and the Yeshiva University Pride Alliance continues. The school's Pride Alliance sued Yeshiva last year after the Jewish University refused to acknowledge the group as an official club. University officials argue that being legally required to recognize the student LGBTQ organization would violate the school's religious freedom. Students disagree and say they don't think there is a Jewish value that accounts for denying the Pride Alliance. A Supreme Court ruling prompted the university to then suspend all undergraduate clubs. But students insist that they don't want their lawsuit to affect all undergraduate student activities. They say that they'll take a pause on seeking recognition for the Pride Alliance in order for campus life to resume. In a school statement, a spokesperson for Yeshiva said the university plans to resume student activities next week. Chipotle will pay over $7 million to the state of New Jersey after an audit revealed the company did not adhere to strict child labor laws. An investigation into Chipotle's New Jersey chains revealed over 30,000 incidents where the company mistreated minors by not following state rules. Minors were working for too long and they were not provided breaks. Violations were found in 85 stores across the state of New Jersey. The settlements for Chipotle now totaled a three in the tri-state since last year. The chain was required to pay $20 million to New York workers earlier this year and $15 million in a class action lawsuit in 2021. In a press release earlier today, Mayor Adams announced the opening of humanitarian emergency response and relief centers to accommodate asylum seekers arriving in New York City. The centers will be the first point of contact for new arrivals. They will have access to a range of services, including food, health care and shelter. The facilities will also connect asylum seekers to family and friends throughout the state. Asylum seekers will be able to stay at the relief centers for 24 to 96 hours if they cannot find immediate housing. The theater community is coming together to fight censorship with the debut of a new podcast. It's been released by the Dramatists Legal Defense Fund and it's titled Band Together, an anti-censorship podcast. It features works that have been banned and censored across the country. Their goal is to raise awareness about censorship within the theatre industry and freedom of speech. The podcast includes snippets from shows like Rent by Jonathan Larson and Tony Kushner's Angels in America. You'll also hear the voices of a few popular actors who will read some of the censored works. The podcast will be available to download for two more days at their website, www.thedldf.org. Harry Styles' residency at Madison Square Garden for his Love on Tour has come to an end after 15 nights. Styles made history by selling out each MSG show. In fact, a permanent banner with his name was raised at the venue. Only two other artists have a banner at MSG. Styles is thanking his fans for their overwhelming support and even had feather boas on every single seat of the arena for them on the final night. Now we've got WFUV's Colin Lockram with sports. So what have you got for us today? It's a day of utter uncertainty in Boston. Celtics coach Ime Udoka is potentially facing a year-long suspension for allegedly having a consensual yet inappropriate relationship with a female member of the team staff. Last year was Udoka's first year at the helm 
Year two is off to a very rocky start. The story is still developing, so we'll have to keep you posted. Keeping in the association, LeBron James took to Twitter to respond to the news that disgraced Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver plans to sell the team. But James did not think the NBA's punishment of a $10 million fine and a year-long suspension went far enough. Among other things, James tweeted, quote, I've got to be honest, our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. You all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. Once again, the king is trying to advocate for justice in his kingdom. Colin, aren't the Yankees playing the Red Sox tonight? That's right. A rivalry will be renewed this evening. The Yankees take on the Boston Red Sox in game one of a four-game set. Michael Walker will be on the bump for Beantown, and Jamison Tyone will deal for the pinstripes. Big Aaron Judge is still chasing history. He's at 60 home runs this year. He needs one more to tie Roger Maris' single-season record of 61, and two more to make the Bomber title his own. With WFUV Sports, I'm Colin Lochran. Every Thursday for the next five weeks, WFUV will be hosting the Little Series, where we'll explore different communities in New York. Many consider the Arthur Avenue area of the Bronx to be Little Italy, but if you take a stroll, you'll find a handful of different Albanian businesses. WFUV's Christina Lulich has more on this hidden Albanian community and how they maintain their culture through food. As you walk down Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, you'll definitely see swarms of Italian flags, restaurants, and businesses. But if you look a bit closer, you'll realize that this iconic street is also home to a thriving Albanian community. Mergim Mushkola is one of the many Albanian business owners along Arthur Ave. His father and uncle opened an Albanian food market called Mergim Tari in the early 1990s. It was their way of supplying Albanian immigrants with authentic foods. A lot of... uh immigrants came out over here and all the food was foreign to them because they weren't used to burgers and like American food, pizza. So we were used to beans and smoked sausage and beef jerky, home food, more ethnic food. And since location matters when opening a business, Mergimtaris is situated right on 187th Street in the center of Little Albania. Mushkola says having an Albanian market in this area of the Bronx is important for all Albanians, even ones who don't live in the Belmont area. It's like the heart of the Albanian culture at this moment because a lot of immigrants, they come in, and New York is the like European dream. Kosovo, Albania, Montenegro, the Bronx, Arthur Avenue mostly, became the center of it. Everybody moves out at one point, but they all end up coming back just to get the, the feel and the culture. Just a few blocks away from Mergim Tarde is an Albanian burek shop called Deya Eatery. Burek is a popular cultural dish that's made with filo dough, and the fillings are endless. People like, I can say, is the meat and the cheese is our most selling. Then after spinach, we have pumpkin, we have leek. We have potato now, we have cabbage. That was Dona Kolnrekai. She works at the Berek shop. She thinks Berek is a way to bring people together, no matter their culture. Who doesn't like food, right? <laughs> Everyone loves Bereks. Even Americans started to come more. We're in a good area, Albanians, a lot of Albanians. Yeah, we're known for this. 
Across the street from Dea Eatery is a bustling coffee shop called Prince Cafe. Prince Cafe is actually a chain of cafes, many of which are in Kosovo. You really can get an idea of European-style cafes when visiting Prince. There are people seated inside and outside enjoying specialty coffees and pastries. Prince Cafe definitely reminds me of back home in Albania. Uh, coffee is a big part of our culture and you know coming here with friends and family definitely reminds me of uh, my time in the cities in Albania and even in the villages and just spending time and making conversation over coffee. That was Stephen Vukai. He's an Albanian-American who I found drinking Turkish coffee in the cafe. Coffee is an Albanian staple. He says socializing over a cup or two is a big part of Albanian culture. It truly embellishes our culture. Uh, it truly gives us like the opportunity to speak and talk with each other, which we all love to do, and uh, you know have a sip of coffee, which we all love as well. There is a lot to take away from the Albanian community that calls Arthur Ave home. Whether it be smoked sausage, burek, or coffee, we can take a closer look at Little Albania through its food. After all, food is one thing that can bring people from all cultures together. I'm Christina Lulich, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Christina Lulich talking about Little Albania in the Bronx. And that's our show for today. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.